You're listening to an Anderson Entertainment production. This episode... We're thinking of a Fab Fact spin-off. We're meeting a real bad boy in the randomizer. And our guest this week is Thunderbirds fan, Martin Roberts. Ooh, that's all coming up in Pod 157. Hey, do I hear 157? Do I hear 157? 157, done of the Jerry Anderson Podcast! I see what you did there. Let's get started. Let's go. Spectrum is green. The Jerry Anderson Podcast with Jamie Anderson and Richard James. And for our American viewers, that was because uh, this week's podcast guest is Martin Roberts, who's from a TV show called Homes Under the Hammer, in which he was doing an auction thing. Anyway, well, yes, I didn't think you'd have to explain it. No, I think it needed a disclaimer. We we have international listeners who won't know that show, but they soon will. Um, Yes. So obviously there's a guest interview because this is the Jerry Anderson podcast and every week we have a guest feature or some sort of thing. But more importantly than that... Much uh, more importantly... You're... We are your hosts. For this, in order of importance. For this Jerry Anderson extravaganza in reverse yes. importance order. I'm Jamie Anderson what? and oh. with me here is... <laughs> Richard James. Great. And over there in the corner is... Uh, oh. Ah, yes. We've got well, a special guest. What's she have, doing here? We? Well, well, perhaps we better leave that for later. That's very odd, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit odd having someone in the room with us, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I feel a bit uncomfortable. Mm. And she's, yeah. she's staying remarkably quiet. Isn't she? But, oh, uh, that's exciting. Okay, well, we'll come yeah. to that later on. Uh, so, uh, at the end of this, hopefully, if Chris uh, is somewhere, we'll be doing yep. the Jerry Anderson randomizer, where a random oh, episode of the uh, of a Jerry Anderson show is picked, and Chris Dale, yep. the randomizer general, will give us his thoughts and uh, yeah, um, uh, whatever other things he does. What does he do? Comments, uh, well, comments, and funny, funny yeah. thoughts and analyses yes. and various things. So all yes. those observations. Exactly. Yep. What else have we got? Well, it's part 157 of the Jerry Anderson podcast, and we've got all the usual, I'm going to say it, Ooh. gubbins. Oh, there's your gubbins, oh, I really I, have. I know, you're not the first to say that. <laughs> um, we've got Fab Facts coming up in a little while, and I'm alarmed to hear from our introduction there that, uh, Jamie, you might be thinking of a Fab Facts spin-off, but we'll see what that's all about. Mm. And we've also got uh, the first part, I believe, of an interview with Martin Roberts, who you will know from Homes Under the Hammer, and Celebrity Mastermind, of course. Uh, we've got news from the Jerry Anderson universe, and we've got... The usual fun from our Podstrons who have been emailing us at podcast at jerryanderson.co.uk. They've been joining in the fun on our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash Podstrons. They've been hashtagging us Jerry Anderson Podcast over on Twitter and commenting on our YouTube channel too. So I shall be collating all their comments and reading some out a little later on. Cool. What a relentless wave of positivity. I'm excited. Yeah, isn't it? Yes. I know. No, it's, it's nice that, you know, people are listening and saying things and we're not just talking <laughs> into the ether. Yeah, maybe we are. Uh, Well, Richard, the thing I've been Mm. looking forward to most of all, other than speaking to you to record this podcast, is of of course, course. yes, Fab Facts. Of course it is. Now, time for this week's Fab Facts. Fab Facts, everyone's favourite fab feature where I take a book (laughs) of Fab Facts. All right, no, no, no giggling there at the back. I take a book of Fab Facts, I flick through the book, Richard, at a random point, shouts... Fab, which is my cue mm-hmm. to stop flicking and read mm-hmm. out a fab page, a fab story or fab fact from that yeah. part of the book. <laughs> yeah, fab yeah, story it's... doesn't really work, does it? Okay. No. Uh, no. Anyway, <laughs> without further fab faffing, here we go. Fab. Oh gosh, I jumped a chunk of pages there with my oh, sticky thumb. Mm. Uh, but I won't ask. <laughs> don't worry. Because oh. my sticky thumb and your um, fab fabbing have brought us yes. to a rather marvellous point. Because Ooh. today's fab fact concerns spin-offs. Oh, yeah, right. Yes. yes. And in fact, the surprising lack of them in the Anderson universe, considering how many shows there have been. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, several Anderson spin-off shows were indeed considered over the years. And there are at least three that we know about. Are there? Hmm. Would you like to hear about them? Because that's um, pretty much what I'm going to do. 
Well, I suppose we ought to then. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Let's start with this <laughs> first sort of kind of Maya spin-off, mainly oh. to be produced along a th- alongside a third season of Space 1999. Right. Mm-hmm. It's possible that had both of those gone ahead, Maya would have been removed from 1999 altogether to start in her own show believe it or not. Uh, it's hard to yeah. see how she could have been on Moonbase Alpha and also off having her own adventure elsewhere, but not impossible. Yeah, um, prequel maybe, or a sequel, maybe? Maybe she could have done both. Yeah, they could have been set at different points in time. Yeah, but yeah. the Maya show probably <laughs> would have absorbed some of the budget from the third season of Space 1999. So instead of a 24-episode season of 1999, they might have been, for instance, 12 new 1999s and 12 of this new Maya show. Oh... The main source for this rumour seems to be none other than Maya herself, Catherine Schell, who says that a Maya show was at least discussed with her and she would have continued playing the character uh, wherever they wanted her to. But obviously there was no Maya show. There was no third series of Space 1999. So sadly, none of this ever happened. No, never happened. (laughs) It's true. So, something else that never happened. It's great what? to have a list this of things that go- never happened. <laughs> yes, it could go on for quite a while. At it? least not until much later was an animated Terrorhawk spin-off, Zeroids and Cubes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, originally devised by Kevin John Davis, who produced the show's opening titles and closing titles, as well as Einstein's video game by doing all sorts of amazing hand-drawn animation stuff. Yes. Um, he did several other things as well, including the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio show. He did. Um, yep. This animated series would have featured Zero 101 and New Zeroids, Brigadier Bill Billion, and Space Sergeant Thousand, aka Grandad, fighting Zelda's cubes. Ah. <laughs> uh, an all new cast of characters, including Cube Roots, Cube Ridge, and Femme Fatale. Rudy Cube <laughs> would have been included. Unfortunately, Dad and Christopher were not really that interested, so it never got made. Uh, oh. Now, in 2015, we did uh, do a little pilot with uh, Dave Lowe of of Ido or I Do Animation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Ido, yeah. uh, which was Zeroes versus Cubes, which you can find on our YouTube channel. We did some bits and pieces there. Now, unfortunately, uh, there were some uh, personal circumstances, which meant that we had to put a lid on things, and then. Uh, well, we all got rather busy doing other bits and pieces, but never say never yeah, for yep. further episodes yeah. of Zeroids vs. Cubes, because it was quite fun. The final potential spin-off in our list today actually made it to the pilot stage. Oh. And if you're a Terrorhawks fan, you've probably already seen it. Mm-hmm. The episode Cry UFO was devised as a pilot for a potential Stu Dapple spin-off show. Ah. Uh. <laughs> right, now, if you've seen I the episode, see. it just about works as a one-off, establishing Stu's day-to-day life, his job at Andobo Record Studio, problems with the law, and of course, his mother, Stuart, she said, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, I didn't do the voice, uh, obviously. But, but it's hard to imagine a full series of Stu just blundering into strange situations week after week without giving him a bit more of a purpose or a goal to work towards. Great fun as a one-off, but again, that idea never went beyond a single episode. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Three Anderson mm. spin-offs that never quite made it, uh, but yeah. it's fun to imagine them, and also other possible spin-offs. Certainly, the most obvious example would be a Lady Penelope show, or yep. a Zero X show, or yep. a London Airport show, uh, just to pick oh, some yeah. examples from Thunderbirds alone. Uh, yes, but yes. if anyone out there has any ideas for an Anderson spin-off, then do please let us know. Uh, not because we want to steal your ideas or make them. We're just interested in your thoughts. Because <laughs> no, um, there are all sorts of things to prevent us making them anyway. So yeah, obviously, yeah, Richard, yeah. you would be up for uh, Officer Orin, the spin-off series, or uh, Space Precinct on Ice, which you've mooted. Uh, Indeed. I'm ready. I've got my skates. Times. <sighs> I've literally got my skates on for that. So I've booked um, the arenas. So yeah. just got to, you know, drum up a bit of publicity. Okay, fine. Well, yeah. I mean, there is another option here because obviously your mm. um, your long lost partner from that show, oh, Diesel. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thought yes. maybe it'd be more fun if we had a show about ah. him and we could call it yeah. Diesel's About. <laughs> what? Is that, yeah, is that that's a yes? terrible? Is that a no? <laughs> that's, I mean, you'd have to no. ask Tom Watt, wouldn't you? Yeah, I'm sure he'd Diesel's be up for it. About. Beasles yeah, about sounds amazing. The spin-off show that never made it <laughs> until now. Exactly. Now that's interesting, though, isn't it? Because of course, if there were, you know, if if Jerry was making all that stuff now, 
Of course there'd be spin-offs, wouldn't there? Yeah, yeah, well, it's very because much things are doing now, isn't it? That's the way things it? happen. Yeah, 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 that's right. Transmedia, yeah. uh, you know, yep. digital stuff and spin-off bits yep. and pieces. It's all, Absolutely. It's all in the pipeline for all the stuff that we're working on, I can certainly tell oh, you that. So, anyway. Nice. Yes. Good, good. So there we go. All sorts of things that might have been. I'm sure there are others too. In fact, I can think of a couple of things that maybe people don't know about. Maybe we'll cover them in a future Fab Fact. But until then, that brings us very neatly to the end of this week's... Spin-Off Fact! There we go. Gorgeous. uh, So, uh, could we have a spin-off of Fab Facts then? What would that comprise, do you think? Um, um, uh, Unfab made up facts? I don't know. What? Pretty much like Fab Facts then. All right. Anyway, uh, so we have, of course, been uh, the, the recipients <laughs> of emails from many lovely Podstrons and listeners. Oh, have we? At podcast, yes, uh, jerryamson.co.uk. For example, Paul Hyde has got in touch to say, hi, everybody. Hope everybody's well and safe this Sunday. This is from the 30th. He's been very specific. 30th of May, 2021. So a few weeks ago now. He said, I had a message from one of our much loved fellow podders, Doug, to say that I'd got another shout out from the one and only Mr. Paul O'Grady on his show today on Radio 2. All right, show off. <laughs> I know he's doing well, isn't he? He, is. he says, of course, I wasn't listening to the show as I was too busy moving my Ander shelf to a different place as it needed doing, but it looks great in its new place. Who else has an Ander shelf? I love that. that I bet is people great. out there have, have a, a whole set of Ander shelves, don't they, I should imagine? Yeah. Um, he says, I've listened uh, lots of times this evening and it makes the second shout out that I've had this month. Uh, on the Paula Grady show, they were very knowledgeable about Space 1999 and spoke about the Eagles and the special guest stars. Uh, and they both, uh, oh, they played both theme tunes and went on to talk about the costumes that were worn. Well, well. P.S. Uh, Doug tells me that he was sitting outside catching the nice weather when he heard the shout out and nearly fell off his ditcher with shock. Do you, what, what, now, that raises a question, doesn't it? What's a ditcher? Uh, yeah. Do you think that's a bit of a spell check for deck chair? I was going to say that anyway, might be an autocorrect of deck chair. Yeah, if right. not, then um, let's invent the, the ditcher. Yes, let's do that. So that's for Paul Hyde. Thank you, Paul. Uh, now, Hugh Porter also got in touch to say, Hi, Richard and Jamie. I admired your accents at the oh, start dear. of pod 155. I'm so sorry. But, says Hugh, that isn't how Australians sound nowadays. Oh. Mm. Unless you star in an Australian movie about crocodiles and living in the deserts of Australia, I'm not referencing any particular movie there. He said, I also enjoyed the interview between Jamie and Michael Shanks because he talks about how modern day films are usually made out of CGI. And this is only my opinion here. But anything that isn't CGI has substance, except for New Captain Scarlet, because it has a backstory of trying to recreate a classic. By substance, I mean by how the shows were made, etc. I loved the interview also because I'm filmmaking as well and still learning my ropes around the more technical stuff also i have a suggestion on the mix of shows ah yes uh we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about uh, mashing themes and tv series mm. uh, jerry anderson shows and so on for example how chris dale made the space precinct with the hill street blues my version would be if i had extra time on my hands creating ufo with the music from the man from uncle mm. that yeah i can work, see that yeah yeah that'd mm. be nice and he also includes a progress update. My Lego stop-motion series, which is using the techniques of supermarination, is still in pre-production and will most likely be coming out later in November 2021 this year or maybe earlier next year. This is because I'm working on this with only me and my brother. That's all from me. Enjoy the week. Rich and Jamie, kind regards. Hugh Porter. Well, good luck with your uh, Lego stop-motion series. Cheers, Hugh. Let us know how that goes. Yep, look forward to seeing that. And we also have Miles Parrish here, who says, Dear Richard and Jamie, when you re- read the postscript, you'll understand why I tried to curry Richard's favour with the billing there. Oh, okay. right. um, he says, I have my mum to thank for my love of all things Jerry Anderson. We saw an ad for the 2001 reruns of Thunderbirds and mum got nostal- nostalgic. I saw Trapped in the Sky to Friends House and boom, I was hooked. Mum was always very indulgent with our interests and there were five kids to indulge. What a patient woman she is. We're very lucky. Hashtag parenting hmm. um he says yours is the first podcast i ever listened to oh miles i'm so sorry uh, and he says what a great place to start uh, you inspired me to give terror hawks another go Ooh. and after getting through those first awkward episodes again it turns out i was wrong i loved it 
Oh, Good. great. Uh, he says, uh, yeah, Stu Dapples is now one of my favourite Anderson characters. Uh, I'm doing Space 1999 now, bring on Dragon's Domain, and I can't wait to get into Space Precinct next. Also, I was so chuffed to hear some of my comments in the Podstrons group read out uh, as I reached the more recent pods. Thank you so very much. I love the group. It's my favourite online community, and I feel so welcome there. Oh, Thank great. you, Jamie Richard, for your fun and insightful discussions and hilarious bands. Thank you, Chris, for your oh. randomizer. I love the intros, and thank you all at Anderson Entertainment for continuing the wonderful legacy. Let's not forget there's brand new Jerry Anderson stuff being made right now. Two rights. Yeah. Some of it was happening it this morning, right. in fact. I know. And Jamie <laughs> and I were talking about it just off mic before we started. Uh, all the best from Miles Parish, who goes on to say, P.S. I'm sorry to say, Richard, that I hadn't thought about Sagadabout in almost 20 years. Oh. But hearing it mentioned a few times in the early pods has reminded me how much we used to enjoy it as kids. Oh, that's oh. nice, isn't it? That's lovely, isn't it? And the final one for now. This is from, uh, well, Commander Dominic Riley. Oh, yes. Mm. He says, hello, Jamie, Richard, and the randomizer general. Greetings from Seafret-riddled Northumberland. I hope you're keeping well and safe. Excellent podcast with Michael. So informative. I have a merch idea in the same vein as Space 1999's John Koenig uniform. Could we consider a Space Precinct-style uniform shirt? Nothing like dressing like Officer Orin, Lieutenant Brogan or Haldane. Uh, just an idea here. I love the part, re- uh, the part read of Terror from the Stars, but in my worst hood impression, curses, I can't afford it right now. But looking forward to getting it eventually. Anyway, enough rambling. Stay safe out there and stay awesome, guys. Best wishes. Commander Dominic Riley RN. I'm not actually in the Navy, he says, although side note, I did join after school, nearly. Anyway, I took up more than enough of your time. Not at all, Dominic. Thanks for getting in touch. Remember, you could drop us a line here at podcast.jerryanson.co.uk and I'll read out your emails next time. But uh, what are the chances of a Space Precinct shirt, Jamie? <laughs> well, I'm going I mean, to talk... I've got one already, of course. Of course you do. You've got your own, yes. Yeah. Uh, and you've got your own um, toilet multicom as well, haven't you? So, uh... Toilet multicom? Yes. Isn't that where your multicom lives, on the loo? Oh, I see. Uh, yes, yes. I thought you just discovered a new function for it. But no, yes, you're right. Sorry. Uh, yes, so you've got your own. Well, I'm going to talk about the Space 1999 um, cosplays in a minute in the news because uh, they've been causing us a few problems, but yes. uh, all will be solved in due course. Uh, so maybe, yes, once we've got our um, sort of new supply chain with manufacturing uh, sorted uh-huh. out and the kinks ironed out, I'll certainly look into it. Um, yeah. It's, you know, yeah. I don't know what the demand will be like. Maybe we should uh, do a little vote or something. But uh, thank you for the Good idea. idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. Richard, should we leave behind some podsterons as we head into the news and we can come back to them later? Yeah, that's a good idea. They're, they're, I'm sure they'll wait. Of course, they're very patient. So uh, here's, here comes some Jerry Anderson news. Well, Richard James, it's your favourite part of, well, this part of the podcast... <laughs> It's Jerry Anderson. News, 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 news. Great. That was lovely. You were sort of very um, meteoric. Thank you. uh, Asteroidal. Yeah, that'll do. I like meteoric. Okay, okay. Uh, Yeah, asteroidal sounds a bit more um, sort of, um, Mm. yeah, uncomfortable, doesn't it? Right. I think uh, we might be back to the toilet multicom again. (laughs) Podsterons. Summer is sort of here and... Yep. Or, or staying for a bit, possibly. So it's a great time mm. to grab some T-shirts. Um, with lots of you asking about T-shirt deals, uh, how about two for thirty-four ninety-nine? Well, there you go. Oh. They're twenty quid normally, so you're saving a bit there. Just to add two T-shirts to your cart at the Jerry Anderson's door, and then uh, during checkout, put in the code Summer Tees, all uh, all one word, all capital S U M E R T W E S, and uh, you'll get uh, about a fiver off the two t-shirts save yourself some dough get a couple of teas lovely why not yeah nice now if you're listening on the day of release that would be uh, Monday the, Monday the uh, 14th 14th yes yeah. mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow a thing five o'clock oh. stand oh. by your social media in your inboxes for a thing some cool right. news uh, which I yeah. think I definitely think you're going to enjoy Ooh. it's rather cool okay. it looks great mm. it's crystal clear mm. Um, I can't really say any more, but um, ah. yes, yeah, I'm very excited, and I think you're going to be very excited too. And is this what you were teasing last week? Uh, it is what I was teasing last week, yeah, but now I know it's definitely being announced and put out there into the world at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. So great, uh, 
Stand by for that. Uh, Space 1999 cosplays. Now... Oh, yes. Oh, goodness me. If you've mm. pre-ordered one, I'm very sorry. I really am. <sighs> Thank you for bearing with us. When we started uh, this new license with ITV, which meant we could do these great things, we set up a load of new supply chain deals with people. So, you know, you have mm. to go and find manufacturers. If we manufacture stuff all in the UK, it's extremely expensive and therefore things aren't commercially viable and we can't do stuff like the cosplay. So we have to manufacture yeah. stuff outside the UK. Uh, these cosplays have been manufactured in Turkey by a very reliable supplier and a very reliable UK agent who we've worked bef- with before. But various mm-hmm. things have conspired against us. Uh, Covid, uh, Brexit, uh, the Suez Canal, blah, 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 blah. Loads and loads of stuff. And they've just been delayed more and more. Now, I do have finally have the final samples in my hands here and they are gorgeous. The, the extensive work we've done doing colour matching to original uniforms and stuff has really paid off. Mm. They look great. Great. Now, I mm. am expecting them to land in the UK by the end of the month. So it's not that long, but it is a lot longer okay. than we would have liked originally. So yeah, yeah, yeah. when I've got a confirmed landing date, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a video and we're going to send it out to everybody who's pre-ordered a cosplay. So I'm going to show you the prototypes, give you a final date, and further apologise for the delay because it's very frustrating for all of us, particularly for you. Yeah, well, but I, you know, it is keeping me up at night. Uh, these yes. delays and frustrations. So uh, mm. I can tell you, I'm not resting easy while uh, while things are delayed. Anyway, there we go. Sorry about that. Uh, equally, mm-hmm. <laughs> equally sorry for our uh, delay on Terror of the Stars. Terror from the Stars. Sorry, the hardback edition. Um, we've been finalising things with the printers, doing a rather special cover, but that has given us an extra delay. We'll have a final delivery date on that. But if you've ordered the CD, it should be winning its way to you this week. Hooray! Something that Great. is coming out. Yes. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> um, we, uh, just rest assured, though, that we are working really, really hard to, to not do any other pre-order type uh, ranges that we are manufacturing that, that are made by Anderson Entertainment until we've got some more sort of con- confirmed timelines. Um, So in that vein, if you like Captain Scarlet and you remember the Mm. uh, confectionery uh, Captain Scarlet poster off of the 60s, painted by Ron Embleton, a reproduction version is now available from Jerry Anstor and it's in stock and shipping right now. Uh So there's no pre-order with that. uh, I think it's $14.99. We're only printing a couple of hundred of them and uh, we think they're rather lovely. And it's from... uh, Source art provided by uh, Lee Sullivan, who had an original poster, which he's then just done some touch-up and clean-up on, and it uh, looks oh, pristine and lovely. So He's clever, isn't he? He is a clever man. So if you like some he? classic Captain Scarlet in your life, then uh, just search uh, Ron Embleton poster or Captain Scarlet poster on the Jerry Anson store, shop.jerryanson.co.uk. Goodness you. me. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Um, well First Action Bureau feature length is out for Big Finish as well. Uh, if you mm-hmm. want to download the feature length version, if you don't want the CD, um, yeah, bigfinish.com for that more soon and uh, I should have some more samples of 5 Star 5 for you very soon as well and in fact I've just cool. been listening to uh, the new opening title mix of Stingray for our upcoming oh. Stingray release which is sounding great too so lots <laughs> of things to look forward to but for now that's the end of this week's Jerry Anderson News that was the news that was the news oh Potter on outro how lovely thank you to Simpsons Clips of course for sending that in and giving me another week off isn't that yeah nice? your voice must be really uh, you know well recovered yeah, and ready to rested. go for next yeah, time exactly that's right now talking of Potsterons mm-hmm. uh, is it time that we headed over to our Facebook group to see what they've been up to there um why not hmm? Yeah, I think we should. Uh, Just a few this week. Uh, Jonathan Westall, for example, posted, I've just finished listening to Thunderbirds, Terror from the Stars, and I utterly enjoyed it from start to finish. The cast was superb in their portrayal of the characters in the story, and the music and sound effects were brilliant. Great work from all involved, and I look forward to hearing what comes next from Anderson Entertainment. F-A-B. Well, lots more to come. Must be rather nice to hear all this uh, fantastic reviews that it's getting. Oh, it's lovely, yeah. uh, yeah. I saw somebody tweeted about being blown away by the nostalgia which was really yes. lovely that's what we're after we just want you yeah. to enjoy it and have a nice time <laughs> you will enjoy it yeah exactly <laughs> that's right uh, Ian Clark posted after the pleasant surprise of seeing Richard James in clerical garb in Stormbreaker yesterday while watching with my class after having studied the text for a term I can't help but wonder with that delivery whether the time isn't right for a complete live action version of the Secret Service with the man himself in the lead role 
yeah. That's certainly an idea. Bigger. I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's certainly an idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, and finally, Emma Nichols says, we haven't done one of these for a while. Would you rather help Jamie Anderson on the farm or have a dance battle with Richard James? Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think I'd fancy a day on the farm, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's pretty as long nice. As you didn't work farm. me too hard. Yeah. Although we did I mean, have could I just... oh. Ram Castrations Day yesterday, <gasps> oh. so maybe that wasn't the best day to come and help. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Uh, yeah. But yes, uh, a quick thank you to everyone on the Facebook group, particularly Luna for her uh, uh, live watches, and uh, Willow for the quiz nights, and Simon Allen for keeping everyone's peckers up, and uh, Tom Hodden for his wonderful games. A great bunch of people over on the Podstrom's Facebook group. So. Um, if you feel like spending a bit of time in the company of like-minded people, well, why not join in the fun? There's a few questions to answer, and we'll let you in and uh, introduce yourself, and uh, I'm sure you'll all get along like a house on fire. Absolutely. That is yeah. certainly a house which is very much on fire. It certainly is. It doesn't yeah. sound like a good thing when you say it like that, does <laughs> no, it? But uh, No, I think we're underselling it slightly, are we? You know what I mean. Yeah. Cozy. Uh, so there we are. Yeah. Uh, more next week, of course. But, uh, oh, yes. That'll do for now. Yeah. Oh, will it? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I'm quite keen to hear from your uh, your next guest interviewee. Oh yes, well as you yes. know, Richard, he is a mm. mastermind after all. He, hey, what? Oh, is that Sasha Dwan? You mean? No, I thought not, it was not a fictional oh, one, although obviously Sasha is very clever in person ah, too. Uh, no, yes, a real mastermind, a celebrity mastermind, ah, Martin Roberts from Homes yes. Under the Hammer, and he was also on um, I'm a Celebrity, wasn't he? Was I'm, he? I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Yeah, he yeah. might have been. I don't he know. was. I don't think I'm making okay. it up. Okay, no. If, if I'm making it up, that's a bit weird. Um, <laughs> no, he was on Celebrity Mastermind and he picked Thunderbirds as his expert subject, and he won. Yay! Otherwise, of he wouldn't he be did. a Celebrity Mastermind, I suppose. So I had a great uh, chat with Martin after initially offending him by saying that he had a replica puppet, even though it's a real one in his man cave. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, let's hand over to Martin to chat all things um, Thunderbirds and Anderson and. Uh, and why he blooming loves it so much. Aww. Over to you, Martin. Hi, I am Martin Roberts. You might know me from Homes Under the Hammer. You might have missed it, actually. It's only been on television for 18 years every day on BBC One for an hour. Uh, but understand if you might have missed it. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes when people say that, I'm like, what you've been, what you been doing for 18 years? Uh, and I also did I'm a Celebrity. And most recently, I did a very exciting version of, uh, of Celebrity Mastermind. But more of that later don't worry, you're not going to be under the spotlight and questioned here, although you are in the in a, a chair that looks quite a lot like the, the mastermind chair, yes, from what I can it? see. Yes, absolutely. I've become <laughs> addicted to the pressure. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not quite sure, actually, how I first became aware that you were an, an Anderson fan. There must have been something on social media. Maybe you you retweeted something or, or had a mention of Thunderbird 2 or something like that. But you are, well, from everything I can possibly see in your office slash man cave, you are a guaranteed Anderson fan. For the people who can't see what I'm looking at, could you just give a very brief overview of the things that might be found in your in your man cave? Well, this is my this is my office stroke man cave, and um, I guess pride of place. Um, or maybe I'll come to the pride of place in a minute. One of the things I collect is um, dinky toys and corgi old corgi toys, and I, and I, there's there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. So I decided to specialise in. Um, anything to do with TV. And obviously, naturally, that drew me to my childhood TV, which, you know, I was born in 1963. So I am, you know, I grew up with, um, you know, uh, your dad's uh, stuff, you know, from Joe 90 to to Stingray to to Thunderbirds, obviously. So when it came to sort of starting this collection of, of, of toys, I sort of honed in on that, and so I'm delighted to say I've got a I've got a Lady Penelope car in a box, um, yeah. driving Fab One, of course. And I'm, uh, the most exciting thing about it, it still has the working uh, rocket. Now, as, as you know, <laughs> the, the thing that everyone lost. <laughs> It still has it, and I've also got stuff from um, from from UFO. So I've got an interceptor, and I've got um, a Spectrum Pursuit vehicle. Uh, I've got various other things. But as I said, my pride of place in my in my man cave here is actually an original Thunderbirds puppet in a glass case, staring down at me now, looking at you, uh, yeah, uh, Jamie. <laughs> And uh, and and actually, if he starts moving, because we're, <laughs> we are in the presence 
of, of you and your your father spiritually, that I, you know, <laughs> then, uh, then then we'll post that video yeah, and the value uh, will go up and it it will go viral. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't that be weird? Wouldn't that be weird if it suddenly started blinking or talking? I'm going to be but staring anyway, at it now. <laughs> so I've got uh, a yes, um, slim. A puppet who was uh, the and apparently uh, the story he he appeared in two episodes apparently because they reused some of the heads. Mm, lots of um, and he was a uh, he was the reporter I believe in uh, the episode where they moved the Empire State Building. Yeah, Terry in New York. Terry in New York, and he's definitely uh, dressed uh, as one of the policemen in Martian Invasion. Um, Amazing, and uh, it's. Uh, you know, and it's so funny because I know there are there are fakes out there and the copies and whatever. When you see an original, you know it's an original. You just yeah. know because it it's the color of the skin. It's the it, there's just it's it's unique. And, yeah. and I don't believe even the cleverest you know faker could fake you know what 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 the puppeteers and the the, the puppet um, masters and the, the the props people did in those years yeah because it's it's just 1970s 1960s britain you know by probably by a lady called marjorie i don't know but you know um well that's that's yeah that's probably a mary a mary turner or a christine lanville original i would think yeah Yeah, Mary, quite probably and do you you reckon that came from a studio photographer was it doug luke by any chance does that ring any bells i i can't remember who the story of it but i the person i bought it from probably about 15 or so years ago now bought it i believe from the studio photographer yeah and he the studio photographer had had grabbed it out of a skip because we know you know the story right that that the stuff was all thrown away yeah you know we seem so tragic now but in, in its in its time it was like okay so you know when they made when disney made um, uh, the first, what was it? The first ever, um, uh, uh, Cinderella, I think, wasn't it? Mm. No, no, Snow White. White. Snow White. Yeah. Snow White was the first one. In those days, they would paint these immaculate things onto acetate. Mm. But then at the end of the day, they would wash them off. So you'd have these works of art every day being washed off. And it's similar with, um, you know, breaks your heart, doesn't it? To think that all the sets, you know, yeah. all the models, yeah. all, the, all the characters, holy crap. They were all just thrown <laughs> into a... Yep. I know. I, I mean, but you know, they weren't expecting that 50, 50 odd years later, 55 years later, we'd be talking about it for a podcast and, uh, you know, pe- people like you preserving these things and enjoying them in the core of their man caves. They just thought, oh, well, that's that series done. Let's chuck it in the bin. Yeah, no. Well, who, you know, I mean, the, the, yeah, they didn't. Uh, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? When you start out on TV shows or anything, you don't, you've got no real, for, for, I mean, we started Homes Under the Hammer. You know, we started that, we filmed 10 programmes. We didn't have a, we wouldn't, no way in a million years would we have thought he would be 18 years later still making the show, you know. Exactly. And I would have got, I would have done a completely different contract had I known. <laughs> <laughs> more fool you, Martin yes, Roberts. more fool me. But, you know, and as you say, you just, you, you, I'm sure the team working on it, Mm. would have had a sense and i've read some of the stories they they did have a sense that they were making something really special oh yeah yeah i think they knew and the, and the amount of money that was spent on it in its day mm. made it what it was which was for you know world class and you know it's quite interesting because i'm sure we'll come on to talk about it but for mastermind i did have to you know do a lot of reminding myself of 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 everything and and i focused it on thunderbirds so i watched all 32 episodes of thunderbirds Mm. you know and i was interested to see how that was going to be because i don't know if you've looked back at other childhood tv shows yeah they are generally (laughs) right (laughs) they were perfect when you were (laughs) 10 but you look back at Rainbow or something, and yeah. it was great in its time and perfect. Yeah. But when you look back at it, you sort of, well, it could have started, you're a middle-aged man now, so you know, it's all the same. But I tell you what, I looked and watched through the 32 episodes of Thunderbirds, mm. and it absolutely stuck, stuck up. It kept me engaged. They were yeah. all funny, interesting, so well-produced, so mm. well-filmed, yeah. you know, just great great yeah. television still and that's that's such a 
you know, that's such um, an accolade to your dad and mum, really, isn't it? That they did, they managed that, that here we are in in, a, in an age when we used to CGI and, you know, and multi-billion pound, you know, things that keep, you know, whatever. That that show with its puppets on strings yeah. and rockets, you know, made of, you know, fireworks and all that kind of stuff, that it still absolutely stacks up. Yeah, I mean, they... It's weird because they created their own completely sort of contiguous universe for the puppets, that world. And because it kind of came to an end and hasn't been continually evolving, it's not like how comparatively CGI ages incredibly fast now and mm. older, older visual effects, which were kind of layered into a, a human world that we know and recognise. And so they they look out of place to us now. It was perfectly formed, perfectly put together even though there are some, you know, perhaps some mismatches where departments weren't talking to each other, it had a, a filmic sort of style and high-end, top-end quality to it that means it just hangs together and and it doesn't seem to age somehow. I mean, there are some no. maybe bits of dialogue and stuff which which feel a bit clunky now. And, you know, there's there quite often the arguments about how vehicle launches and stuff, they're so romanced with those kind of long, you know, minute plus launch sequences, which you, you wouldn't have time for in modern kids TV because they're all 11 or 22 minutes. So there's lots of stuff which kind of does put it out of time, but you're right. It's, it's one of those things that doesn't disappoint when you rewatch it, which is why but, it's still going. But when you're a kid, I think that familiarity, like the launch sequence of, or any of the, I mean, we're focusing on Thunderbirds and there's a thousand other things we can focus on, right? <laughs> but but we're focusing on Thunderbirds because, you know, obviously you it's have very to. Time, <laughs> timely um, with, for me and um, yeah. um, with, I mean, just doing it on Mastermind and stuff. But, you know, the, the launch sequences of the Thunderbirds, the Thunderbird 2 and, you know, the palm trees dropping down. And because it happens so often, you know, it, you, you don't, I never would look at that and go, I'm bored by that sequence. No, never. It's familiar by it, you know, and the, the whole sliding down, you know, I mean, one of my favourite bits is that is the you know the Thunderbirds getting to their planes, yes. sliding down, going backwards <laughs> down those slopes and onto a, an unfeasible little other thing which they transferred and they swizzle round and then they're actually being plumped into their seats in their respective uh, Thunderbird aircraft. You know, it's just it's just just wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, the sort of willfully over complex nature. <laughs> It is, it, but it's an Anderson Hallmark, I think, and it is. There's so much going on and so much detail that you you can look at something different each time. You could watch, you know, Thunderbird two coming down the runway and the the palm trees parting and the little bounce they have and the way it moves along the surface. And it's like every you could watch that 32 times over on its own and see something different and novel yeah. and exciting each time. Let's wind back to your your kind of earliest Anderson experience. There must be things that stick in your mind from being a kid that got you hooked on this thing and. It means that the, all these years later, we're talking about it again now. So can you kind of recall your earliest Anderson impressions, <laughs> memories, things that stick with you from childhood? So, well, I've got my own kids there who are 11 and 13. And explaining to them that kids TV was so limited mm. and so limited in time that, you know, literally on BBC One from, you know, four o'clock till the, the, the magic roundabout at quarter to six before the news started, right? That was your window of opportunity as a kid to watch TV, apart from Saturdays and, oh, it felt like that anyway to me. Yeah. And, then, and apart from Saturdays when, you know, there'd be a bit more kids TV and stuff. And then, you know, and the holidays when they'd put on, on, on other stuff. So, as well as that, all I think all kids' TV programs that you watch be, be, become you know really really important and focused in your mind and and then the memories of them. So you know, Blue Peter in its day, you know, and mm. and and Magpie, it's it's uh, you know it's it's ITV cousin. So you had those things going on, and then then you had these shows starting probably with. Probably my earliest recollection is Stingray, um, and I can't I can't quite remember the timings of it. And of course, it could vary because they might have put out a series and then repeated them or whatever. But I certainly remember watching Stingray at my grandma's house on black and white television. Yeah, and being in love with Aquamarina. Oh, 
And at the end, and there was that song, they went, Aqua Marina, you know, the, whatever the song was at the end of it. And there was always, yeah. she came out into the water and it was, um, you know, I just, yeah. So, so Stingray was probably, and I don't, I don't know about chronological. So I think it was Fireball, wasn't it? That's um, it. That was before, wasn't it? Yeah. Was Stingray next? Yeah. Fireball, Stingray, Thunderbirds is the Right. The and then, so, so, so that was the first era. And then Thunderbirds just, Bear in mind that I'd never been to the cinema, okay, and I wasn't really into watching more adult things. It was the first, if you like, big budget, you know, just blow your mind kind of like, wow. It wasn't, you know, few people in a studio talking to each other. This was like a proper thing. And there were alligators, like real alligators attacking <laughs> people in a swamp, you know, and I can still, you know, I mean, I don't know if I have the same cliched memories of, of significant episodes, but there are certain episodes mm. like the, like the alligator episode, yeah. which probably, I don't know why that one sticks in everyone's minds, probably because it was, because it had alligators, real alligators. Honestly, really, they weren't, they were, they were, weren't they? They were Cayman, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. I, I seem to remember, you know, and so, and that was just probably the most horrifically frightening as well. Cause you know, the idea of these, <laughs> whatever it is 50 foot alligators because some mad scientists has stuck some stuff down there well they didn't actually was it it was the, the place got um burgled but yeah you know knocked um, down some, the drain. some stuff got knocked down the drain <laughs> it's great so i so i you know that was that was sort of it was like doctor who of the time you know mm. it was like oh, high behind the sofa stuff so so i remember and i and you know and i was you know, I, I was into train sets and things like that. So all the sort of modelling and the, I didn't really see it as modelling, but but all that stuff, you know, which I know subsequently was was actually done from, it was model makers. Yeah. You know, it was people using, you know, model kits and repurposing those. But it, it sort of, so it had a sort of, sort of familiarity from model kits as a child, but not, yeah. but, it, but it had taken it to a different level. Yeah. Um, and so you know it was it was it was magic in every way and the whole idea of space and then everyone wanted to be one right i mean who didn't want to be a thunderbird i mean who, to, who did you want to be though martin that's the question which if you had, could only be one brother at the time maybe maybe it's changed over time but then well i probably wanted to be scott and it's no uh, coincidence that my son is called scott <laughs> <laughs> excellent very glad to hear that so um yeah, I, I, you know, um, I'm not sure how we how, how we would go down at school if I'd called him Virgil or he'd probably, he'd probably get away with Alan. But um, and, and I, and I, I didn't know until I started just re, reworking. You know, re, I had to do a lot of research from Asimov. I didn't know they were named after astronauts at the time. Yeah. So yeah, I'm after the Mercury guys. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like wow. So so I, I, I you know the idea of driving this huge great thing and going out and you know, saving the planet and all that kind of stuff. It was, uh, yeah, so, yeah. so that was that. And then, so the Thunderbirds was always and always has been and always will be the, the sort of favourite. And then, because, and, and also, I think, I think when it comes to kids' TV, you have a very limited window of intense memory. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you know, when it comes to cartoons, it's rhubarb and custard, it's crystal tips and Alistair, it's the magic roundabout, it's, you know, Noah and Nelly. And, it, and if you're not from my specific two or three year gap, you go, who the hell is rhubarb? You know, and I wouldn't have a clue what the name of his cat is. You know, do you know who rhubarb's? I know rhubarb and custard, yeah. Yes, exactly. Custard's yeah. the cat. What colour was custard? Oh. Ah. Yeah. I watched it quite a lot. Didn't Richard, was it Richard Bryars did the voice on it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, think I can tell you that, but I can't tell you what colour custard was. Yellow, brown. No. Podcasters are shouting that. Of course they're, they're, they are. They're, I'm they're, getting come on, that. Jamie. Come on, Martin, tell me what colour was custard. Purple. Oh. Yeah. yeah. See, I can't, I've got no visual memory of it, but I can weirdly hear the music. That one, yeah. What colour was rhubarb then? Oh, don't ask me oh, that. Oh, Jamie, come on. <laughs> rhubarb, <laughs> it's a giveaway in the name. Pinky rhubarb Pinky? colour. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to have a rhubarb crumble at your place, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I've green, got... Green, bright I... green. Yeah, see, that's weird, isn't it? I've got almost no visual memory of it. I could kind of but see there the, you go. How the, old the are you? So you're younger than me, aren't you? 
Yes, uh, you are. I'm 35. Well, there you go. You see, you're a bloody whippet. <laughs> you know, so you've got no, I mean, it's amazing. Look, I mean, I'm 57. So you know, there is absolutely no way that, so you wouldn't, wow. Yeah. You know, you see, it doesn't make any sense to you, any of that stuff, but you would have your own little, little window of, of things that, that matter, that, that were very timely. And you, you might have been. Thunderburst transcends that. Yeah, it does. That's so the amazing you were Power Rangers and stuff like that, weren't you? I didn't really like Power Rangers, but yeah. certainly, yeah. I mean, there were cut, sort of cartoons at the time were kind of X Men and Captain yeah. Planet. It's very nineties kind of oriented. Anyway, I'm, so I'm terribly no, I'll sorry. Let, I'll let you off. Give me your you know, whippersnapper A's, and I'll, <laughs> let, I'll let you off not knowing the color of rhubarb or custard. Thank you, thank you. Well, anyway, now I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was it. So that was it. And then, of course, it you know, obviously you know went on to Joe ninety and 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 stuff, which. You know, I wasn't quite into, but not because it wasn't. You know, it, well, I personally don't think it was quite. It didn't. It didn't have the same thing as Thunderbirds. No. But um, Scarlet, Captain Scarlet, Scarlet, Captain Scarlet. Yes, again to a degree, but not the same. Mm. But not again because it wasn't good. Just because it wasn't. It wasn't so much tied to my. It wasn't my the thing that I really got into. And yeah, sure. It wasn't specifically my my era. But um, but yeah, and the music. I mean, you get you know Barry Gray and all that doing mm. this amazing music and it's interesting i used to do a university radio show and i had though all the songs it's kind of like my my backing music when i was talking and stuff and uh and blow me you know chris evans comes along nicks the idea and he did that for years <laughs> on the on the on the bbc one breakfast show didn't he on radio radio one breakfast yeah. show. i i was doing that 20 years ago but a copycat yeah exactly but he, he he is a bit of a fan he also owns or owned the fab one number plate didn't he so oh, did he yeah Oh wow! But I don't think he's got an original marionette though, Martin. So nah. who's the real nah. winner here? Nah, it's you. Uh, <laughs> I think well, I recovered all right from that initial faux pas, yeah. don't you? I think you Probably got away with it. Although it wasn't as bad as when I offended Peter Purvis in uh, where was that? Herm Bay, wasn't it? I think. Do you remember? Oh yeah. yes, mm. that was a bit weird, wasn't it? Oh. Although not as awkward as when Nick Briggs offended Prentice Hancock. But we won't go into that. <gasps> Right. Mm, yeah, well, that was well, that well. was very awkward indeed. Okay, but, I'm gonna uh, open this out. Podstrons, have you ever offended anyone from the Jerry Anderson universe? Have you ever queued for half an hour to meet Shane Rimmer or Matt Zimmerman? Or uh, did you bump into Genevieve Gaunt on the tube one day and embarrass yourself? Let us know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there will be there'll be a prize for the most embarrassing uh, and a moment. Uh, we look forward to that podcast at jerryanderson.co.uk uh, anyway thank you Martin Roberts part two yeah. next week if you want to find out more about Martin you can go to martinroberts.com find him on Twitter at TV Martin Roberts or mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook um, YouTube mm-hmm. Martin Roberts 1 uh, Martin Roberts TV so yeah you'll what? find him just search for Martin Roberts you'll find him uh, follow him wherever you can He's all over the place, isn't he? Yeah, no. uh, Richard, 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 Richard. What? She's, ge- she's getting what up. She's what? getting up. <gasps> Marina's oh, getting look, up. Marina's uh, coming. <laughs> it is. It's Marina, isn't it? I know. Gosh, what's she? What? She's, what's that? She's passing us a bit of paper. Hang on, what's this, Marina? A piece of paper. There you go. Well, hang on. Oh, how's your sign language, Jamie? What's she saying? Uh, it's a bit rusty. Um, yeah. Just make uh, it out. So it? she says the note yeah. is from... What's that what? gesture? Oh, what is that gesture? She's saying it's from Chris Dale. Oh, it's a gesture for Chris Dale. Yeah. yeah. I've been wondering about his absence. Well, go on, let's have a read. Pass uh, the paper over. Okay. Oh, no, you... Yeah, here what? we go. It says... Yeah. <clears throat> Hi, chaps. Chris here. Yeah. Since this week marks the third anniversary of the randomizer, I thought right. it would be nice to mark the occasion by getting another celebrity guest on to press the button. Oh. Unfortunately... Well- I couldn't find anybody, so I thought you two might like to do it instead. Tar. Oh, but I mean, cheek. That's typical, that is, isn't it? Oh, look, she's got... So, oh, she's got the machine there, look. Oh, oh right. Right, well... Right, so uh, we've got to work out who's going to press the button, are we? I mean, well, really... I, obviously, it should, I think it should be me, really, as the senior... Oh, well, I was going to say well, it, it should be you, but I was podcast. expecting for you yep. to say it should be me. No, 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 I'll, so, I'll have a go. Out of the way, and I'll just give it a press. I've always sure? wanted to do this. Hang on, what's, yes. hey, Richard, what, what's, what? what's hey? that behind Marina over there? What's what? Oh, oh. oh sorry. Why, Iora? I, I couldn't help myself, but... Uh, no. Oh, I can't wait. This is definitely going to be a big one for the I third know. anniversary, What are you hoping for? I'm hoping, I, I'm, I'm hoping for a bit of Space Precinct, to be I honest. would be happy with that, or a bit of Thunderbirds, yep. or uh, yes. maybe... I'd love a Terror Hawks. And, uh, it's got to be a on. classic, here, though, isn't here it? Here it is. It's it, got to be a classic. Read out. Hmm? Read out. What does it say? And, uh, and it's... What? 
Oh no. It's torchy. Oh. Sorry, Marina, you're going to have to uh, give Chris the bad news. Good luck with that. I mean, at this point, what else is there to say about this thing? How many more episodes are there? Oh my goodness. But anyway, you're all very welcome. Uh, all of you out there listening on the uh, on the podcast, whether you're listening when this goes out or several weeks later, or ideally for you, not at all, because then you won't have to experience Bad Boy Bogey. Oh, I wonder how he's been bad. I wonder how bad he's been. I expect he's probably, I don't know, not eaten all his breakfast cereal or something. Let's find out. Big Wind blew her and a lot of other toys into the sky. And now they live on a twinkling star. At least that's what he told the police. Have I made that joke before? Probably I have. He usually flies here once a month to see me. Ah, well, perhaps he'll be here soon. Oh. That night, as the old man dozed in his chair, <laughs> Torchy flew across the sky in his rocket and landed in the garden. This looks like a stock footage. Mr. Bumbledrop didn't hear a thing because he was fast asleep. Oh, there's Pom-Pom. Here, Torchy and Pom-Pom come in. Ah. I'll pull his beard and wake him up. Oh, <laughs> okay. Straight to the violence world. Oh, that's a disturbing close-up. Thank you. <laughs> it's <Ooh>. Torchy. <laughs> Who else would be tugging on me beard in the middle of the night? <laughs> And Pum-Pum's here, too. My little woolly Pum-Pum. <laughs> it's so funny for me to hear Pum-Pum bark instead of talk. Uh, I've never heard Pum-Pum talk. Then you should come to Topsy Turvyland, for that's where animals can talk and toys can walk. Hmm. It sounds like a hellish place, Torchy. I don't like to leave my garden and all the flowers. Ah, that's his excuse for not going again. Are you? I'm afraid the children aren't behaving very well lately. Oh, that doesn't sound like them at all. Again? <laughs> Bussy Boots is all right, but huh. bad boy Bogey. What does he do? He's got a toy called uh, Pongo the Pirate. Oh. And he makes him walk along a plank until he falls into the pond. <gasps> Arrest him! Arrest him immediately! Um, there are so many That's so bad. That I don't know what to do. Making a pirate toy walk the plank. I'll sing it to you. No, 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 that's okay. Children, I don't oh, know what to no. do. So many naughty children. Just you and you and you. What? Um, they never say please. Or uh, yeah, this is just reinforcing the idea that the problem that Bumbledrop is facing at this point, this dilemma that he is currently having to endure, that there are lots of naughty children in the world, and that he is, you know, he's struggling to cope with that. So this song just just reinforcing that this is. Smack them hard instead. Oh, actually, it does have some solutions to the problem. Yes, I uh, I see where Torchy is coming from here. It's his own uh, typical uh, typical response of just uh, let's go straight to the violence. Children are an abomination. I suggest the extermination of the human race. Of puppy dogs tails. Ah, the thing. Oh. Oh. In the morning. Um, I think Torchy might have put the candle out at the end of the shot, but it, it did just look like the the program had broken. <laughs> just sudden darkness. Oh. Anything sudden in this show is very unsettling. Come with me and teach him to behave. I wonder what mischief he's up to today. Oh, yeah. I look through the window and say. Maybe he's sending his spaceman toy into space. I'll make you walk the plank. No. <laughs> you can't move, can you? Because you're just a stupid toy. So it would be funny if you came to life suddenly and I got my comeuppance, but that's very unlikely. Oh, he's thrown his pirate toy in the water. Well, I never. What a little boy you are. I'm not a little boy. I'm a little toy, and I've got a torch battery inside me so that I can walk and talk. Mom! Really? 
a nice game. It changed for me. Yeah, and, and for me, actually. I'd, I'd quite like to see that. Yeah, we've seen uh, Bogey before, I believe. Um, his mum brought Torchy home when uh, she found Torchy dead on the pavement. And I'll go and tell Mr. Bumblebee. They're acting here as, as though they don't recognise each other, but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, that episode was after this one. I'm going to take Bogey up to Topsy Turvyland in my rocket. <laughs> Well, you can't come with me now, Pom Pom. You stay. The less people I incriminate in this particular crime, the better. Goodbye, Mr. Bumbledrop. Goodbye, Poodle. Goodbye, Torchy. There, there, Pom Pom. Don't cry. I know you want to go, but I'd love to have you keep me company a little while longer. Oh, he suddenly turned to the camera. I can hear Torchy taking off now. Oh. <laughs> that prevents us from having to uh, to refilm the rocket takeoff during the daytime. What a wonderful way to save money! Get about us when you reach the twinkling star. That's fine. Turn away from the camera, please. See Turvyland. The toys were playing in the lollipop field. Mm. There was Flopsy the rag doll, uh -huh. Whirly the humming top, oh. and Daffy the donkey. I don't recognise Daffy the donkey, and I'm not all that familiar with the uh, Whirly the whirly top. I haven't time. I've promised to be back at the Orange Peel Palace by four o'clock. Oh. Goodbye. Oh, bye then. Oh, no, we're sticking with you. Okay. He walked along the road. Well, kind of. Suddenly, he stopped and brayed. <coughs> I can see the rocket. And that means Torchy's come back to Topsy-Turvy Land. Sound the alarm. Be surprised. Hello, uh -oh. Torchy. Who have you brought back this time? Is it another child you've abducted from us? Say how do you do to Daffy. I'm not going to say how do you do to a donkey. I want to go back to Earth. I want to be big again. You can't be big while you're on topsy-turvy land. I'm Hence me saying I wanted to go back to Earth. I'm not negotiating the child abduction. I'm protesting it. Where's my toy, Bongo the Pirate? Did you bring him in the rocket with you? Yes. And when we landed here, he ran away. Oh. Good gracious. Where can he be? Pongo the pirate was hiding by a bush near the river. Yay. Looking very sinister. <coughs> is he going to do the song? Ah, what fun it is to come to life. <laughs> oh, no. Never going back to Earth with Bogey. I'll stay here and be nasty to all the toys. Oh, <laughs> I'm on board with that. But Please don't look at the camera. In case Torchy's looking for me. Yeah, being a pirate, he's got the, an eye patch, so he's only got one eye, and it's uh, it's quite wide. I think we should teach Bogey a lesson first. I don't want to be taught a lesson. Shut up. This is none of your concern. Nobody's asking you. Which of his limbs shall we remove first, Torchy? And I'll make you walk the plank. No! Oh, oh yes. Hmm. Come on. I believe um, this is this is um, before the last episode of, of Torchy we saw, which I think was the Naughty Twins, quite a while ago, which uh, ended with Torchy taking the twins off to Topsy Turvy Land to uh, teach them a lesson. And uh, this is, um, I guess, this is what this is kind of what they had to put up with when when they got there. The donkey has basically just forced Bogey onto a plank. He's pushing him along by his his nose. He keeps nudging him, and Bogey is clearly terrified. I don't, I don't want to fall in a river or drown. It isn't deep enough for you to drown. You'll only get wet. I don't want to get wet! <coughs> Neither did your toys. <gasps> but you pushed them in the pond just the same. Go on now. A bit more. The toys weren't alive until the, the magic evil of this place. Oh, there he goes. <coughs> Actually, the water is quite a bit deeper than I said it was. Oh, he is drowning. Oh, Daffy! <laughs> I'm cold and wet. <coughs> Well, this donkey character is, uh, you know, this is our first encounter with him on the randomizer, but uh, he seems 
He seems to fit right in with, uh, with the uh, residents of Topsy Turvy Land. As soon as he sees a human child, instant torture. I won't hide cream buns in my bed. Do you promise to be good all the time? He just promised not to hide cream buns in his bed. What more do you want? Promise. Very well, then. I'll help you out. While Daffy was helping Bogey, Torchy was still looking for Pongo the pirate. Mm. Fancy having a pirate in Topsy-Turvyland. <laughs> there goes the neighbourhood. I mean, really. Why, there you are, Pongo. Oh, he's got a banana. Daffy the donkey is teaching Bogey how to behave himself. And as soon as he's good, you can go back to Earth with him. How are you coping with your newfound sentience, by the way? I can. Now be off with you and stop bossing everyone around. Oh, Ooh. I can see we're going to have a lot of bother with you. Them's fighting words. Oh, Pongo, but um, I'll have a talk with you later. Good. Something to look forward to. Going to have a talk with me, is he? <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, I had a terrible time when Bogey made me walk the plank. And now for a change, I'm going to make the toys walk the plank instead. I wonder if this series ever actually um, rewards any good children. It would be a nice idea if there, if there was a, a, ch a child who was really kind to their toys and they came to Topsy Turvyland and they, they met their toys and everything was nice and happy and pleasant. Meanwhile, we have this. Oh, oh, I'm so wet and cold. Please take Bad boy Bogey coming down with pneumonia. Thank you today, Bogey. I want to see the other toys first. But you can stay in my pineapple house and I'll take you home tomorrow. Bye-bye, oh. Daffy. Thank you for teaching Bogey a lesson. Think nothing of it. Any more children you need to bring from Earth? Just let me know. To bed at once. Oh, no. Oh, I'm nice and warm now. And I feel much better. I could almost be naughty again. Uh -oh. What did you say? Uh, uh, oh, God, Torchy actually raised his hand to him there. Bogey looks like he's um he's got his head on on um, um backwards. Oh, is that it? That's it. Okay, well, that was Bad Boy Bogey. Um, you know, didn't quite live up to the title. You know, it's it's yet another child just playing with their toys, suddenly receiving instant, total, unconditional punishment for um, not a whole lot, really. But we, we did meet uh, a couple of new friends. We met Pongo the Pirate. We didn't get the Pongo the Pirate song, which uh, is, uh, you may know, is, uh, is quite... Uh, quite something uh, and we also met what was his name the donkey thingy the donkey i don't care enough to remember but um he was a you know fascinating new character and um more more child abuse at the hands of torchy and the residents of topsy turvyland so it's another another typical episode of torchy really how many more of these have i got to do i'm going to be stuck doing this for the next eight years what toys did I torment in a past life? Oh, poor there. Chris. Chris watches it so you don't have to. Yeah, but we did have to listen to him watch it, so it's almost as bad. Although, <laughs> yeah, a bit of Schadenfreude, it's kind of nice. Anyway, what a gift for yes. Chris's third birthday there. I cheered him up no end. It's certainly <laughs> sort of half cheered up but us up. Anyway, I'm sorry for reaching out and pressing the button. Um, but no, I, it's all right. Yeah, I couldn't okay. help myself. It was so red and shining and inviting I that I just I had know. to punch it. So, it's, and it's probably the only chance I would have got to have had a press as well. No, maybe, maybe again, for it? the fourth birthday or the fifth or the sixth. Yeah. So. Well, let's see. So, yeah. um, bit of torture yeah. there. No more, yep. please. Maybe we'll no. see on the randomizer next week. Um, but that is the yeah. end of this week's Jerry Anderson podcast is that it we've got there already have we yes would you believe it's wow it's sailed by if you've got something yes. to say it doesn't really matter what yeah. it is uh send us an excerpt from your shopping list uh yeah that'd be useful th any three wishes if you found a jerry anderson genie oh that would be interesting questions about richard's favorite color of shirt or oh, um, no, style of cufflinks i mean mm. whatever you want to know email us podcast at jerryanderson.co.uk or 
tweet us with the hashtag Jerry Anderson podcast to me I'm Jamie Anderson or him Richard N. James or him over there fresh back from Torchy Chris Dalek yes well done thank you very much you did it I did and also please do leave us a rating and review it really helps help people find us we haven't had a new review for a while so no one loves us no but maybe they will after this Uh, the desperation always helps it's so attractive right that (laughs) is the end of this week's podcast but goodbye, Podstron. Have a lovely week, and we'll uh, be in your ears next week. Goodbye. Farewell. Stage one complete. Let's go. Is that your uh, Tom Baker there? It was a little bit of Tom Baker creeping in there, wasn't nice. it? Yeah. Can you do any Quite other nice. doctors? Um, 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 all that? right. How about this one? Okay. Jamie. Ah, oh, nice. How's that? Yeah. That, that's all I can say. That's yeah, okay, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was my GP, wasn't it? When I go in and, and uh, that doctor. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> I was going to do another one there, but I'm not going to now. No, no, please do. All right. You ready for this one? Yeah, yeah. I'm still blind. Oh. No? Yeah. Who's that? It's not, well, that's Peter Capaldi, isn't it? From oh, the end of God, sorry. Oxygen, I think it was Sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, it's that, the law of diminishing really returns, really. Yeah. yeah. Gosh. That's, uh... Oh, you ought to hear my Peter Cushing. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism, but go on. <laughs> Hello, I'm Peter Cushing. No? <laughs> That's in his younger days, before oh. he became an actor. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. It just <laughs> yes. in his late teens, I suppose. And I tell you, it's a very faithful rendition. I don't of how doubt he that. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, hmm? award-winning uh, impressions. Yeah. John Culshaw, cool. better watch out. That's all I'm oh, saying. Oh God, he doesn't listen, does he? Uh, yeah, of course he doesn't. I'm nah. going to send him this episode Certainly right not now. to this bit. Anyway. Oh, I'm sending it to him now. Oh, dear sorry. John. No. You are out of a job. You have been listening to the Jerry Anderson Podcast. Wasn't it fun? You have been listening to an Anderson Entertainment Production.